You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Occupation Station. I'm Diane Donato. Our guest, Kelly Mahar from the class of 94. She's Director of Clinical Pharmacology Modeling and Simulation at GlaxoSmithKline, also known as GSK. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. I'm happy to be here. So let's start talking about your days at ACPHS, your studies, and how that started you on your career path. When you first matriculated at ACPHS, what kind of a career did you think you were going to have? Well, I think like probably most of my class, I thought I would be a retail pharmacist when I entered into then Albany College of Pharmacy. And I've spoken to so many different people who maybe started out as a retail pharmacist and then they went so many different ways along the path. Yes, that's exactly what I did. (laughs) How did ACPHS prepare you for a career in industry? Well, ACPHS actually gave me a, a wonderful, solid background in all of the pertinent sciences that one would need working in a pharmaceutical industry as well as applied me with all the skills in how to work in a laboratory and aseptic environment. What were some of the types of classes that you took along the way? Oh, I think uh, some of my favorite classes were biochemistry and environmental chemistry. I mean, I really was uh, liking the chemistry classes. And then pharmacokinetics was actually the one that really piqued my my interest as I've always been kind of uh, a math geek and really had a knack for mathematics. So that class was was very interesting to me. I'm sure a lot of students get to the college and little light bulbs start to go off. That's kind of what happened. And because after taking that that class, I, I realized as a retail pharmacist, I really wouldn't be able to directly apply that knowledge. You know, you need it as a foundation for understanding how doses are chosen for the prescriptions you're filling for patients, but you don't necessarily talk to patients about the principles of pharmacokinetics. So with that, I started thinking that maybe I wanted something else where I can utilize this science in my career. And I was able to talk to doctors Newton and Osgood to kind of get their feedback. And, you know, they, they really helped me think about what I wanted to do. And I decided I wanted to look into graduate programs that specialized in the pharmaceutical sciences fields. And then my uncle, my Uncle Jim, who was a pharmacist as well, he was working for Sterling Winthrop in Rensselaer, and I was able to do a summer internship with him, and I knew I made the right decision after doing that summer internship. Those internships are so important. They do open, you know, doors and just your mind to what else there is out there. After graduating from Albany College of Pharmacy, you went on to earn a PhD from the University of Buffalo. What are some of the reasons that you decided you wanted to pursue a doctorate in pharmaceutical sciences? Well, I think partially was uh, the classes I took, as I mentioned, and then working in the industry environment. It, It was just fascinating and seeing the different roles that one can play And I guess I really wanted to have the knowledge, that deep knowledge and understanding before taking a job. So the plan was, I'll join, you know, a PhD program. And if it's too much or too stressful, I could always get a master's and still go into industry. But, you know, once I started, you get involved in a project and you really want to see it through. 
So that's what I did. And I wanted to go to Buffalo because as a New York State resident, I had a New York State pharmacy license after graduating from ACPHS and was able to work part-time as a retail pharmacist uh, while going to graduate school. And that makes a huge difference. It really does, because continuing school versus a full-time job is a quite a bit difference in your money situation. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of students, they're, they're weighing the exact same things. Yes, and that, and that, that was one thing where, like I said, you know, my, I really had to weigh my long-term career goals versus what's out there and what you can get immediately after graduating. You know, of course, back then, pharmacy jobs were, there were more jobs than pharmacists graduating at that time. So I could have easily picked up a job with, without a problem, but I thought about would I be happy in 10 years doing this? And I had to weigh, you know, a couple more years of not having a lot of financial independence versus actually doing what I wanted to do, knowing in the end, I'll be happier pursuing the science uh, advanced degree. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, though, we're going to talk about the very interesting work now that you put all the study and education into the exciting work that you do at GSK. First, though, we're going to hear from Dr. Dewey on another interesting area of study, pharmacogenomics. Hi, Greg Dewey. I'm the president of Albany College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences. We are moving to something, an era we call precision medicine. What does precision medicine mean? It means designing your medication regime based on your physiological state and your genetic state. So based on your genetics and on your current physiology, you can handcraft therapies for your particular state. That's precision medicine. That's a dream, but it's a dream that is close to being realized. And who's going to realize that dream? It's the pharmacist because they have the knowledge, that quantitative knowledge. They have uh, knowledge of the use of, of medication and how to best craft those dosages for, for your specific case. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot of advances in science that are pushing the frontier. Whole new fields are coming out. We've got this field called pharmacogenomics. Pharmacogenomics is the right drug for your genetic makeup. And that's a great area for pharmacists. Pharmacy is the central science, and we have to grow out from that. Welcome back to Occupation Station. We're talking with Class of 94 graduate Kelly Mahar. She's Director of Clinical Pharmacology Modeling and Simulation at GSK. You started at GSK as a scientist. You eventually became a modeler. I'm wondering, how did that come to pass? Well, my, my initial job with GSK was very, very different from my current role, and in my first six years at GSK, I was in preclinical drug metabolism and pharmacokinetics. So preclinical meaning before we get to the clinic, before we get to humans. You know, there's, there's much work that needs to be done first before we can ever dose a human. But I really missed being on the patient side of things as a pharmacist, you know, just having all of that experience and learning different drugs and side effects, drug-drug interactions. I was really keen on getting back into working with patient data. So I ended up interviewing for a role that, that came about uh, with my background and was able to transfer into the clinical pharmacology modeling and simulation role. So as I already had experience with modeling of animal data, 
it's the same principles. It's just using data from, you know, different uh, sources. I already had a, a knowledge base for the modeling aspect, but I did need to learn different software. And I also needed to learn population statistics because the animal studies that are done, the, the animals are very homogenous, very similar. So there's not a lot of differences. As we know, we get into the clinic, we're now seeing vast differences from patient to patient. And we have to take that into consideration when analyzing the data. So how did you acquire the new skills that you needed? Luckily, GSK is very, very good at getting people up to speed by either self-training, you know, giving us time where we can, you know, carve out part of the day, uh, do our own self-learning by webinars or just, you know, old-fashioned, take a textbook, figure it out, play with the software. And also they, they did help fund trips to take trainings. And at University of Buffalo, uh, they offer a training in, in the specific software that, that I had to learn. So I was able to go back and you visit some of my friends from, from Buffalo for a week to to help get me up to speed. Now, you've been with GlaxoSmithKline for 20 years, over 20 years, which is very impressive. And congratulations on that. What do you think are some of the most important lessons that you've learned throughout your career with that company? Oh, thank you. Thank you for the congratulations. Yes, it's kind of rare these days. A lot of people do jump around from company to company, but I've you know, been treated very well by GSK and enjoy my time there. What I found was being in industry, and, and I would th- this would go for any pharmacist, and no matter what field or any any uh, graduate of ACPHS, is you never stop learning. You always need to learn because technology and science don't stand still once you graduate. You actually have to keep your skills up with the rapid advancements that are occurring and. As I mentioned, GSK is great at providing training opportunities and allowing for us to take time and do seek what the skills we think we need for our project, our role, and be able to take the time to learn the new skills to be able to not only advance our knowledge, we can advance our career. And in the end, it, it does help GSK as well. You obviously sound like a very active and self-directed learner. If you looked back at your time at ACPHS, and if you could change anything about that time of education and training, what would you change? So one thing I I was thinking I I probably might have done differently is rather than working a part-time job in retail while I was doing my undergraduate studies, is maybe if I took a laboratory assistant job with one of the professors, that would have just put me in a, a happier place, I think, than you know, learning different science skills, learning different experiments. I think that that might have been the one thing, you know, learning early on, to, to, and that would also have helped solidify the, the decision. Like, do I like doing these things? You know, if someone has a, a thought of, maybe I want to try this, well, you should try it, because you know, you can go down a path that that's quite long and then decide, oh, I really don't like this. So I, I think if I had uh, joined a lab during the school year, being a lab assistant, I probably would have had a great time doing that. So current students take note. Is there anything else you would give as advice to current ACPHS students? Yeah, I think along those same lines, like keep an open mind. You know, pharmacy school has there are several required science courses that you have to take. You know, it's one of the disciplines where you touch almost 
almost every single area of science. So if there's something that really intrigues you that you didn't realize would or you know, think you would be going in that direction, take that opportunity and look further into it and see what kind of career choices you may have with that specific field. I mean, what I do, it's a very specialized uh, part of the pharmaceutical industry. And, you know, I probably know more than half of the, the scientists that do what I do in all the companies combined. You know, you meet each other at conferences again and again, year after year. It, you know, as we always say, it's a very small world. So there may be something out there that really fits that niche of something you really enjoy doing that might not be what you set out to do. It's probably very important also then to meet a lot of other people and talk to them about where their careers have taken them. Yes, I think, you know, myself, thinking that I was going to be a pharmacist, a retail pharmacist, just not knowing all of the opportunities that do exist. And I think, you know, ACPHS has contacts in so many different aspects with the alumni, it, it would be good. And I cherish when students reach out to me, you know, I was part of Rope Hi-Fi and I get the newsletters and, you know, I'll, I'll interact. Like I, I, I really enjoy, you know, talking through if a student has a question. So, you know, I'm always open for, for any kind of correspondence. I'm on LinkedIn, so would be, be happy to answer any questions. I'm sure a lot of people would appreciate that. We have just about wrapped up all what we have for questions. Anything that comes to mind that you think we missed or should add? No, I just want to say, though, I, I truly enjoyed my time at ACPHS. And, you know, unfortunately, I lived at home. I was a commuter, so I didn't really get to have a lot of on-campus um, experiences. But, you know, I did what I could enjoying different activities to to be able to participate. But I would just say to, you know, for the students, enjoy your time. Don't don't make it all studious. Really enjoy your friends and classmates. You know, let loose a little bit so you can de-stress because it is a challenging, challenging time of your life. Thank you so much, Kelly Mahar from the class of 94, now the Director of Clinical Pharmacology Modeling and Simulation at GSK. Really Wonderful wisdom. Thank you so much for sharing your journey and your expertise with us. Oh, you're welcome, and and thanks again for having me. For more information or to schedule a tour, visit acphs.edu. You can tune in to all of our informative stories at acphs.edu forward slash podcast. Each podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeart giving you the opportunity to listen from a mobile device. Mark Occupation Station as a favorite, and you'll receive push notifications as soon as we publish something new. Occupation Station is also a proud member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, the largest podcast content directory dedicated to the business and profession of pharmacy.